Welcome to another episode of I'm Already Tired with your hosts, Heather and Katie. Whether you're starting your day with us or just finished the longest day of your life, take a deep breath and join us because we're already tired. Back to another episode of I'm Already Tired with your hosts, Heather and Katie. Woo! So we now, we didn't do this for the first two episodes, but we decided we're not going to feature our beverage of choice, our recording beverages, uh, and just kind of let you guys know, I always love the either articles or podcasts that find stuff they like, and they're like, here you go, so you don't have to go search for it. So we're kind of trying to go with that theme. So for tonight, it was one of Heather's picks. Yes, I went to Trader Joe's, and no, they did not ask me for my ID, and I did not offer (laughs) Wasn't even going to go there this time. So we opted for the canned wines. It's the brand Simpler Wines. And we got Peach. It's Italian wine cocktail. So you know it's fancy. Oh, yeah. We're so fancy. This is actually my first, I think, canned wine ever. Really? Yeah. I always see them, but, you know, I never actually partake. I think it's a great idea, though. Yeah. Isn't there, like, a shortage of, like, cork? in the world i have heard that yeah this is very peachy it's very peachy <laughs> this is like a liquid peachio yeah pretty much but i mean it's delicious what's the alcohol content eight percent mm. not terrible not terrible it's very slim good refreshing if you're looking for if you like kind of the sweeter wines i think this would be like right up your alley so again simpler wines they don't sponsor us but if they'd like to reach out now um <laughs> but yeah trader joe's yeah. if you guys are looking for it mm-hmm. it, would be, it would be a perfect like hot summer day yes yes it might it might sneak up on you though with the eight percent i don't know this would be good like brunch mm-hmm. brunch wine oh yes mm-hmm. yes i think this would be good um so yeah today we are also interest or er, interesting introducing a new segment at the beginning um or no we're gonna do that at the end sorry i already messed up Anyway, today's topic, boobs, <laughs> boob life. Oh, the struggles. So just as a frame of reference, Heather and I are more on the larger bust end of the spectrum. Yeah. So do you want to tell them what size you are? I'm a 34 double D. Okay. And I am a 36 double D. Okay. So she got blessed with the smaller rib cage. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's grown since I gave birth. Um, I've been in nursing bras for the next the last like nine months. When, so do they tell you to like transition over to like regular bras at any time, or is that just like a personal? It's a personal preference because I'm still pretty exclusively nursing. Okay, so it just makes it really easy and convenient to like nurse her on the go. I do wear sports bras every once in a mm. while, and those are fine because you just like slip a boob out under and <laughs> <laughs> you call it good. Good to know. Good to know. But uh, yeah, so I've been in in nursing bras, so I don't even know what my boob size is now. Like I'm probably gonna have to go out and find. We'll go on a, a new bra bra shopping trip. I've heard good things about Third Love. That's what I've heard, too. They do half sizes. I am so nervous about ordering bras online because it. I feel like it depends on the style. Like, sometimes I'll go in and the 36, like, D works. But mm-hmm. then other times, if I get that in another brand, I'm like, well, my boob's falling out now. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. They're do you like know jeans. anyone that uses Third Love? People on the Armchair Expert podcast. <laughs> Well, no. then, in that case. Yeah. Uh, no, no, not personally. But I have heard good things, and I, I feel like they have a good cause, too. I'm pretty sure if you return a bra, as long as it's clean, I think you can keep it for, like, 30 days. Mm. And they end up donating it to somebody in need. Oh, that's I a good believe, deal. don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure they've got some good, good uh, thoughts in mind when it comes to okay. what they're putting out. I mean, I'm all for people who are, like, trying to help the boob game. Yeah. Um, so pretty much this top is, topic is actually why I think we started this podcast. Wasn't this like the first thing we were talking about? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Because I feel like it's one of those common things that everybody kind of struggles with in some fashion or another. Mm-hmm. But again, it's like super underrated and nobody talks about it. Yeah. So 
we felt the need to really put this out there that uh, the boob struggle is real. Yeah. So if you're listening with, if a boy is listening and you're about to feel uncomfortable, feel free to skip to skip to the next episode. Otherwise, tune on in because uh, we're going to try to hit all things boob related. Um, and just kind of a disclaimer, even though we have larger chests, we do love our smaller chested ladies out there. And, oh, absolutely. And we know, know really they you have guys their, are winning. Yeah, they have their <laughs> struggles of their own. I feel like yeah. it's one of those the grass is always greener situations mm-hmm. where because we're more well endowed, that looks more appealing to like not have to deal with all of that. Yeah. Literal baggage that you carry around <laughs> with you. Um, but I, I think the script's kind of flipped when it's in the opposite. Yeah. I mean, I literally I was like a late boob bloomer oh same like i i had the i thought they were the perfect size boobs they were like full b's mm-hmm. and i had those from like puberty all the way till i was like 22 23 and then all of a sudden i woke up Bam! and there was boobs on my chest and i was like wtf what what did i do what did i do to deserve this like yeah, because then I had to go out and buy all new bras because nothing fit. And then you have to, like, figure out, like, what clothes you can wear. It's a, uh, it's just a process. I don't like it. Someone, I, I'm convinced someone cursed me. And I was like, oh, you know what? She doesn't want them. Let's give them to her. That's so funny. <laughs> someone hit me. With, what is that from? Where they're like, oh, I think you hit me with that one. Isn't that from Mean Girls? Oh, I don't know. I just remember Karen. Um, there's an 80% chance <laughs> that it's already raining. Yeah. No, unfortunately, not one of the skills I got when they they grew in. Yeah, I think my I I think I was kind of similar because in high school, if you look at pictures, I was not particularly large. I think I was mm-hmm. probably maybe a B, mm-hmm. like maybe. And then I'm pretty sure, and this is just my thinking. But I'm pretty sure they came along when I started birth control when I was 19. Mm, okay. And so that's what I'm blaming it on. All those extra stupid <laughs> hormones. So like, here, take this too while you're at it. Yeah. Just ruin it all to hell. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the finding bras thing is why I wear sports bras all, like all day, every day. That's all I wear. And I mean, I have to, and that's the other thing. I have to buy sports bras that are like one size too small, so they like compress and like contain. That's okay. The sports bras are not made for larger chested women. I feel like. I feel like. What are those things that are so popular right now with the teeny boppers? Bralettes. Oh yes, can't wear those. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they're Bralettes. adorable. They're super cute. Yeah, I'm into them. Um, but. Yeah, that's not a thing that w- works well <laughs> when you have to, like, worry about falling out of yeah. them and kind of, like, tucking them in. And It's like, I mean, if you have, like, a shirt that mostly covers you and you just want, like, that cute little, like, bralette strap. Yeah. You, you could pull it off. But if you have, like, any sort of, like, below your collarbone showing, I mean, the boobs are just falling out left and right. Hey, and some literally. people dig that look. I mean, yeah. Look at all the girls on, like, The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. That is... That, that is gets on the boats, premium. though. Premium. Yes. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you can't ever go braless. No. Ever. I mean, unless you have fake boobs. Yeah. I... That's not a thing. That's 100% not a thing. And I think it's, it's almost worse when it's warm outside like <laughs> yes like just the nipple shape when you are not cold is not attractive Mm-mm. through a shirt when you're <laughs> braless and large yeah it just doesn't work i mean yeah i just i mean it's so nice i i mean i go braless like at home and i'm oh, like god yeah. i just want to go to the store like this like i don't want to have to put a bra on but if I do, then I have to put like a sweatshirt over it because I'm like, now my boobs are down to my belly button. And that is not true. I mean, that's how it feels though. Because yeah. it's just like, ugh, they're just so heavy. I don't like them. Um, and then boob sweat is a thing. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, that under boob. <sighs> yeah. When I was down in LA, it was just like out of control. Like, I would just walk around with like my t shirts like tucked under, tucked under my bra to like help 
like soak, soak up some up. of it yeah it's just uncomfortable like especially if you're having like sit through something for a long time did you ever have to use like baby powder or anything to dry it up no because i never, <laughs> i never thought of that as an option <laughs> it was just like <laughs> give me paper towels or like tissues and like i think i'd be more afraid of like tucking my shirt under and then pulling it down and forgetting and then having oh, like a straight yeah. boob sweat line that's definitely happened like but you know it was i was always in lab so no one's like really i don't care. yeah i was the people just thought i was working out and like oh no this is just from sitting here just sweating in the heat uh <laughs> i also feel like with one thing people don't really consider is like the whole working out aspect mm-hmm. with larger chests i mean well you're a distance runner yeah that it's is a pain the in momentum. the ass yeah i mean that okay I, if anyone out there knows of like a good brand of sports bra that will contain someone on like long runs, please let me know because I either I've done the doubling up of sports bras. Yeah. I've done the ones where like you have to like hoist the straps and like sink them basically onto your back because it won't I've hold them seen up. Those. Yeah. I mean, it's great in theory, but. Even those after a few wears, it's like you start to feel them like pulling down. Mm. And then I hate the bras that like, I don't know if Victoria's Secret makes them or whatever, but they're like actual cups. Yeah. No. I'm like, I don't. I mean, some people might like to go to the gym and like actually have their like silhouette of all their cleavage hanging out. But I'm just like, I don't want to go looking like I just got dressed up to go out somewhere. Like I'm trying to work out. I don't need people staring at my chest. Well, and I feel like, too, 90% of the time, and maybe you're talking about a different thing. I think you're talking about, like, the sports bras in general that are actually, like, underwire Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I was thinking of, like, you know how swimsuits especially have those pads Mm -hmm. that are inside of them? Mm Mm-hmm. That never works. <laughs> that are like this tiny little triangle that like yeah. doesn't cover anything or no. hold anything. I have to take them out of every single yeah. pair of bathing suits that I own because it's it covers a portion and then you're like lopsided a half boob oh, yeah. hanging out the other side. And then if you like wash them with them in there, they fold over. And, and so yeah. you're like sticking your finger in there trying to like flatten out. Maneuver it back the boob to a triangle. Shape. Yeah, it's just it's a pain in the ass. But yeah, yeah no, that was probably the one thing. I don't think I'd mind my boobs as much if they didn't cause such a... If you weren't a, athletic. Yeah, if they didn't cause such a problem. Because it's like, I I have neck pain because of them now. I have back pain because of them now. Like, my posture is, like, all sorts of messed up mm-hmm. after they came in. Like, I never had any of these problems before. And then now it's like... <laughs> did I send you that picture that time when my sports bra, like, sliced up my boobs on a run? Yeah. Yeah. That looks so, so painful. That was in my effort to, like... If I get a size smaller, it'll, like, mm-hmm. be tight enough to constrict, which it did. But I also went on a long-distance run, and the motion of running kind of made the bra scoop underneath my boob, and the edge of the bra strap was rubbing against my underboob the entire time. And so when I took off my shirt, I was, like, freaking out because... There's blood everywhere. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was just bleeding out of my boobs for who knows how many miles. And then, of course, you know, you take a shower after that. And it's like, oof. burns like there's no tomorrow. But, you, you know. Band-Aid on that. Yeah. How, just, how, how am I supposed to care for uh, an under boob <laughs> slashing? Injury. Like, exactly. So it's just like, oh, my God. And I do have to say, like, if anyone has to deal with anything like that, chafe stick is like the jam. Go yeah. get chafe stick. You showed me that when we did the Nike women's half. I needed it for my thighs, though. Yeah. Not for Mo- the boobs. But most people – see, that's the thing. Most people think of it like, oh, you have to chafe – especially if you're wearing, like, shorts or, mm-hmm. like, something with a seam that's going to rub. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> no, uh, a lot of times when guys start running, like, long distance, people tell them, like, oh, like, be careful of, like, your nipples chafing and, like, bleeding. And but if you use chafe stick, I chafe stick my nipples every single time I run because even those like against if you run long enough, they'll rub raw. Oh yeah, yeah. you're running like 
20 miles i can't even imagine honestly i should just like get stock and shave stick for the the amount that i have to buy just to like i just shave my whole body like only costco carry it lather it up before i go out but that's another pain it's like i just want to be able to like throw on a tank and like head out and just be free also like i would love to be able to go on a run and like if i'm in a tank top like not be stared at by like every single person (laughs) that like passes me because that's the other thing because you're running and you have these big boobs that are like bouncing up and down while you're running it's like a freaking Baywatch like commercial and I'm like that's not really what I came out here for but uh thank you for thanks for noticing me yep I know they're there you don't need to stare at them as they go by but (laughs) yeah so I'm sure other people can relate to this if you can't be glad because this is just not a fun situation to be in yeah but yikes i mean on the other end though i'm sure yeah you know we can fill out dresses a lot better some mm-hmm. tops we can fill out better you very know. true bathing suits very true bathing suits i'm in a mommy and me class with callie <laughs> And my bathing suit, it's a scoop neck, which mm-hmm. is fine. But then you get into the water and everything floats a little bit more in the water. And I feel like I'm so busty in this bathing suit. And the baby in me class, and 90% of the people in there are dads. Because oh, God. like me, most of the moms are too self-conscious to be in the freaking pool that close after like, well, look at you just birth. being like, I don't care. You know what? I got to get my baby to learn to swim. We're doing this. I do have to sh- say I wear a tankini and shorts. I mean, that's okay. So Lots I'm of people wear that. Kind of modest still. <laughs> but yeah, I felt real busty, especially when our class was like seven people last week. It was a big class. Oh, that's a big class. Been. Yeah, there's a lot of people. It was, and Callie was the oldest, which never happens. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it was interesting, but I felt very awkward and very busty. And I'm like, I'm not trying to pick up dudes in the <laughs> baby and me class. Sorry, all the moms watching from the side. I'm just trying to teach my baby not to drown in the pool thanks yeah well and i think <laughs> thankfully most of them understand because i think breastfeeding is a little bit more normalized now and yeah so they understand like they're gonna be a little Stuff more happens. full than normal yeah. so. they're going through the same thing so they they understand yeah it's just <laughs> it was not yeah. not your favorite moment no so segueing off of that this is a portion that I can't really help with, but for all the moms listening out there, let's touch on uh, breastfeeding, breastfeeding in general and those changes that your boobs go through. Yeah. Breastfeeding is hard. I just, I kind of went into it knowing I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. And we did a breastfeeding class. It was the only class that we had taken while I was pregnant because I figured labor was going to happen how it was going to happen like I don't have the mental capacity (laughs) to be prepared for that it was going to be a shit show regardless so I knew I wanted to take a breastfeeding class and I felt like it was really helpful Mm -hmm. but at the same time I don't think it nearly prepares you for what's going to happen because 90% of the time in the class the lady's like well this can happen but it doesn't necessarily have to happen because every baby is different. <laughs> Thank you. So you're you. learning all of these things that could potentially happen to you. Mm-hmm. And there's no guarantee. And you're still however long until you're due. Yeah. Figuring like, oh, man. What is, is going to happen to me? Yeah. Like? <laughs> yeah. So in the hospital, they want you to latch right away. And then they have a lactation consultant see you in the hospital. And then you can seek one out if you need one. Mm-hmm after you go home and I remember in the hospital being like okay this is generally how it works Mm -hmm. and Callie latched fine that wasn't an issue and I remember being home and it must have been like the second or third night that we were home and your milk supply doesn't just like show up yeah it takes a while Mm -hmm. so I think the baby's stomach is the size of a cherry pit when they're born like it's real small Mm -hmm. so getting a couple drops gets them full okay and so it takes a while for your supply to build up and come in and i'll never forget laying in bed trying to feed her and i'm like i don't know if she's getting anything (laughs) 
And Bud was like, do you want me to go to the store? I can, I'll go get formula. I was like, no, we're not getting formula. We're not giving up. We're going to make this work. And we did. And it's really hard. I have an app my cousin had recommended to help us track how many wet diapers, how many poops, you know, all of that, how Mm -hmm. long I was feeding. And we used that for the first couple weeks. We didn't stick with it. Mm -hmm. But it's really helpful, especially because you keep going back in for their one-week checkup, two-week checkup, whatever. Um, And so when the doctor was like, oh, how many wet diapers did you have yesterday? It was extremely helpful. And I'll never forget looking at it. And I'm pretty sure I have a screenshot somewhere. And I had literally breastfed one day for five hours. Wait, What? Yeah, because did she fall asleep? Probably at some point. (laughs) I mean, but not straight. But like throughout the day, you nurse so many times as your milk is coming in. And there's something else I read on Facebook. I think if you breastfeed for a year, yeah, they calculate it out to be, I think, eighteen hundred hours, which is just shy of a full time job. I mean, being a mom is a full-time job. Yeah, but in comparison, I think it's like 1,900 hours is the equivalent of working nine to five for a year. Like, it's ridiculous. Oh, my God. (laughs) And so I don't think I was prepared for how frequently you had to feed. Like, I know my mom had said, oh, you feed every two hours so that, you know, your supply builds up and whatever, and that's fine to think about in theory. And then it happens, and you're just like, my god this is an obscene amount of time yeah and i'm pretty sure i wore a hole in our couch from sitting in the same same spot spot. and breastfeeding but i had something different happen to me than i think most people have where the literal tissue of my nipples Mm -hmm. wasn't placed right or like it was kind of tucked inside and i don't know how to have a good analogy for this but it basically was pulling the tissue out every single time she nursed. And so for about two months, it literally, if you looked at my nipples, it looked like somebody had chopped the tips off. Like blood red. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was terrible. I don't think very many people would have waited through that whole process. Yeah. It was excruciating. And... One of the things that they tell you to do is, like, you go nose to lip on the baby mm-hmm. to get them to open. When they're so little, they they don't know what they they're doing. They have no yeah. idea what's happening. <laughs> what's happening? Where am I? So I remember vividly doing that with Callie, and I'd go nose to lip, nose to lip, nose to lip, nose to lip <laughs> for, like, five minutes because I was afraid. I was so afraid because it hurt so badly. Oh, God. Every time she latched. And the poor kid was starving. Like, she was hungry every time. And I'm just like, no slip, no slip, no slip. And then finally, I just had to, like, shove my boob in her mouth. <laughs> She's like, I ate it. And just, like, rip the Band-Aid off oh, because God. it hurt every single time she latched. And oh. they eat, like, 12 times a day. Oh, my God. I, that's insane. So, and I think, I think you came over to my house. I think she was about two weeks old. Yeah. I and I'm pretty sure my mom had to help me. Oh, yeah. I, I was, remember I remember that. And I was just like, I'm just going to look the other way because I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I don't know if this is normal. Like, No, it's not normal. <laughs> it's definitely not normal, thankfully, because my cousin was like, yeah, no, I never bled. That's oh, weird. And I was like, cool. So this is a thing that doesn't happen to everybody, but it's definitely happening to me right now. I mean, I'm sure there's people listening right now that are like, oh, my God. Thank God someone has spoken up. This is happening to me. I hope this makes somebody else feel better because it was... Yeah, you're not alone. Yeah. I ended up going to the lactation consultant two different times Mm -hmm. just to make sure. And they, like, weigh the baby before and then have you feed. And they'll watch and see kind of what can be done differently or adjusted to help. And then they weigh after to be like, yes, they're for sure getting x amount Mm -hmm. and the first time i went i felt so validated because the woman was like wow she's how old you've been doing this for how long that's a lot of damage (laughs) and i was like like, thank you i know (laughs) i was like i'm so glad that i'm not just like a baby about this and um and it ended up i i pushed through it i ended up getting an extra week of pregnancy leave for it Mm -hmm. because my doctor prolonged it because it was so bad 
so the way that they work it is if you have a vaginal delivery, you get six weeks. And yeah. if you have a C-section, you get eight weeks. And because it was so bad for me, I ended up getting seven weeks actually on, like, pregnancy disability leave. Yeah. Um, and then it finally, finally started getting better after two months. And I remember going in and having my postpartum checkup, and my doctor's like, you poor thing. Oh. She's like, you got, you made it to the end, though. That tissue's healing. Oh, good. And so I was like, oh, thank goodness. Like, I can't even imagine. And I feel like one of the saving graces about breastfeeding is having a cover. And it's so easy. Like, I didn't have to warm up a bottle. I didn't have to worry about packing anything extra Mm -hmm. when I went out. I just had my milk snob cover, which I loved. Um, But for me, it was so hard. I needed somebody to hold it open Mm -hmm. every time because I couldn't just, like, put her in there and she'd find it. Yeah. Like, it hurt. (laughs) So I had to have somebody open it Mm -hmm. so that I could see what was happening and could get her, like, positioned and latched properly and... I think Bud still does that. If we go out somewhere, he's like, do you need me to hold it? Oh, yeah. I've seen him, like, offer to help. I'm like, no, I'm good now. Thank you. (laughs) I I, got this down. mm -hmm. I did realize when I was by myself or if I didn't have certain help, having a baseball cap on was so handy because I could like hang the bill of the hat Uh inside the cover so I could see what was happening. Tips and tricks. Figure that that out along the way. Mm -hmm. That was super handy. Um, But, yeah, it was a... it was a struggle for a while, and now we're just about at nine months, mm-hmm. and I think my supply is dwindling. I feel very accomplished. I mean, for I'm making it this yeah. far. Um, I'll never forget. I Callie was like just about to be five months old, and my period came back, mm-hmm. and my supply took a huge dip. Mm-hmm. And I panicked. Like, we had plans that weekend. That was going to be Callie's first weekend staying in a hotel. We had a wedding to go to far away. And I was like, do I go out and get formula? Like, what do I do? And thankfully, we were going with my parents. And Mm -hmm. so my mom was like, nope, you just feed her whenever she needs to be fed. And she will be fine. And if we need to get formula while we're out, we will get formula while we're out. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about it. And we pushed through it again, and that week was hard. And I was really surprised she never fussed or anything Mm. because she was too hungry. It ended up working out. Yeah. But I think it's really hard when you're breastfeeding to not know how much they're getting Mm -hmm. and be so worried that they're not getting enough. Yeah. But as long as they're happy and they're having wet diapers and all the things, I think it's, it's fine. Yeah, because, I mean, at that age, it's like if they're crying, there's only so many things yeah. potentially that they need at that point. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if they're happy, you're like, oh, good. Yeah. You're not, you're not hungry right now. You're not starving <laughs> to death. Cool. <laughs> this is great. So then, okay, I'm curious about, I feel like this is always shown in, like, movies or, like, TV shows or whatever. Like, people who are breastfeeding, like, will just be out and about and all of a sudden, like, milk's just like leaking through their shirt like a hundred percent does that just happen all the time or so like... it did for a very long time i think for the first probably first five months wow okay. i wore boob pads and they actually make either cotton reusable or disposable pads that you wear in your bra interesting yeah okay i definitely needed those and i remember my mom being like oh you're not leaking anymore mm. <laughs> Your supply is probably, it's probably going. Oh, great. Thanks. False news. Fake news. Fake news. Not real. Just because you're not leaking anymore does not mean your supply has dropped. Mm -hmm. I don't leak anymore. Thank God I don't have to wear those stupid pads anymore, which is fabulous. One less thing to buy. But, and I did notice actually earlier, I was feeding Callie and I went in and I saw the opposite side of where I was feeding her, I did have a spot on my Mm, shirt. mm -hmm. So it does happen every once in a while, especially overnight. So the way that it works, your body produces a, they call it a letdown. Uh Uh-huh. And for what reason it lets down on both sides at the same time, I don't really understand unless you're having Our bodies aren't that efficient yet. (laughs) Yeah. So it happens on both sides at the same time. So when you're feeding on one side, you're leaking on the opposite side. Okay. Which is great. For people who are smart enough to use a haka. What is a haka other than a cool dance? Haka? Isn't that what the dance that the people in New Zealand do? Maybe. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, but this is a fancy suction cup. Okay. So I did not utilize it enough. 
probably I did not build up a milk supply freezer stash the way that I should have. I was I've always been kind of like a just enough producer. Mm-hmm. But you use it as a suction cup on the opposite side and okay. it, you collect whatever you're leaking. So for the times where I was home and I knew I was going to be home in the morning, I would make sure like I grab that. So mm-hmm. I feed her on one side and then suction cup on the other and I'd collect whatever two or three ounces oh, okay. from the so other like side. Yeah. So I could like, yeah. freeze it or use it for her cereal or whatever. That gets extremely complicated as they get older and start wiggling. I mean, I could imagine. Like, you're trying to make sure they don't knock it off you. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, Um, Whoever coined the term no use crying over spilt milk did not breastfeed. (laughs) Because there were absolutely times where I cried. Like, every once in a while, Tucker would walk by and hit it with his tail. Oh, God. And I was just like, oh, my God, it hurts so much if you just knocked over whatever extra I had. So... Wise tip, I found somebody on Pinterest who realized you can stick it in a coffee mug. Okay. So then it doesn't tip over as easily because it's not the most stable thing ever. Okay. Um, but yeah, so you let down both sides at the same time and that's why you get leakage. Okay. So, but that can be prevented with the haka and you can create a nice little freezer stash. Nice. So yeah. then, okay, what's the difference then between like that and like using a pump? So the difference with that is the pump, I guess the pump kind of is when Callie's not around. So like the days that I work, Mm -hmm. I use a pump because I need to pump at certain times of the day Mm -hmm. or I'll get engorged or she won't have enough milk to eat. Okay. So I need to pump in replacement of that. Gotcha. Um, I don't know if people pump on a single side. I do know when I was having so much nipple damage, um the lactation consultant had recommended that I pump to give my nipples a little bit of time to heal. Okay. So I'd feed her so many times and then I'd pump to give my body an extra however many hours of rest to try and heal. Mm-hmm. I hate the pump. Really? Yeah. Why? We're not friends. I don't know. So it's funny. <laughs> we I, haven't made a bond or relationship. I can see it. It's in, it's, the bag is right there. I just used it yesterday. <laughs> it's taunting you over yeah. there. <laughs> um. It's just not convenient. It's not the same as, like, holding your baby and yeah. feeding them. Yeah. And it's it's interesting, though. I remember in the beginning, I didn't have a pump bra, which was an issue. Because if you don't have a pump bra, there's no way for, like, suction cup things to stay on, right? Oh. So, I didn't even think of that. Okay. Yeah. It's, like, a special bra that basically has a hole in the center where your nipples are. Interesting. So that it can, like, have its little suction cup things and be attached. Um but I remember in the in the beginning when I was having that issue, I would have to hold it. And I told Bud, I was like, okay, come in and turn it on. But turn it on really gently because... <laughs> I don't want to just like be a yeah. vacuum and just suction everything up. Yeah. So there's like a <laughs> dial on it for like the power level. Yeah. And so before I'm like, you have to turn it like really gently and then kind of gradually yeah. upgrade it. Otherwise, you're just like... Oh, God. Um, I think that's what I imagined in my head. Like, I didn't think there was, like, a bra that it attaches to. And I just thought it was, like, such a strong suction that, like, they just, like, hang off your boobs. No. I, I mean, It's not a thing. <laughs> yeah. Having a whole other pump bra. I have two of them. And they okay. frequently get lost in the laundry. And then I have to search for them when I need them. And it's a whole pain in the butt. Um, but, yeah. So, pumping is a whole different thing. But it's really funny because now I'm at the point where I can like turn it on and crank it. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, this. let's go. Like, it's fine. Uh, and it's supposed to simulate breastfeeding. So it goes really hard for a while and then it kind of gets a little more gradual and then mm-hmm. you just go. Just go and let it do its thing. Yeah. One of our, uh, our family friends had said she was so delirious when she was breastfeeding and doing all the things. She could have sworn her pump was saying, Tiamo. <laughs> So because they what? they make a real fun noise, so it's like <laughs> yeah. Well, it's pumping, and so apparently hers, like she just thought it was serenading yeah, her and saying, you. "I love you, I love, I love you." you. Yeah. I mean, that would be nice. They should install <laughs> music, yeah, music or something calming to like like a sound machine in <laughs> in your pump. Yeah, that would be really nice. I do have to say, getting a breast pump was extremely easy. That's what I've heard, yeah. Um, yeah, so they're, the company that I used was called Aeroflow, mm-hmm. and I think it's A-E-R-O. I'll link it when we put our description. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but 
It was great because all I had to do was I put in my insurance card and they give you a list of the different pumps that you're eligible for. Oh, sweet. Yeah. And so after I had been pumping for so long, they emailed me and they're like, hey, are you still breastfeeding? If so, you're eligible to get new and replacement parts. Oh, wow. This is very nice yeah. service. And they sent it. And I'm pretty sure they send it early. Okay. Like I... I forget how long it is before you actually deliver that they'll give it to you, but I think I got mine in February. Okay. And I was due in May, like the beginning of May. Oh, wow. So, so I had it like for you're a ready, while. Yeah. yeah. So I was definitely ready. They gave me cleaner, um, like the bags that you dispense the milk into. And I ended up, I paid, I think it was like $30 extra to have a backpack mm-hmm. because I was like, I need all of this stuff to be yeah. in one contained Oh, yeah. So I was more than happy to pay a little extra. Nice. Um, And from my understanding, they now, I know there's a willow breast pump that actually fits into your bra. So it's a cordless. Wow, we're getting fancy. Which is a game changer because when (laughs) you're hooked up to a pump, you can literally do nothing. You are stuck in one place. So to have it cordless seems like a game changer. Um, I don't think they offer the willow on Aeroflow, but I think they have an equivalent. Okay. There's something else that is cord-free. Wow. So, okay, then the question is, do you think if you would have had the cord-free fancy one that you would have had a different relationship with your pump? Maybe. They're quieter, I've heard, because you can't just be walking around and have (laughs) (laughs) Just at the grocery store. What is that? Nothing? I didn't hear anything. Just stepped on a duck repeatedly. No big deal. Yeah, so I think it would be different. I think... I'm very thankful that that's the way the technology is going because having kid number two at some point eventually in the far future, mm-hmm. like sitting down for any amount of time and like taking oh, time to pump Callie's is just going to be like an running option. around crazy. Like. Yeah, she'll be running amok. So I'm thankful that that's the way the technology is changing. Um, but yeah, the pump is pump is not not your friend. Not my favorite Not thing. Not your favorite asset. Okay. No. So then, okay, what would you say then after having all these changes, after having a child, like, how do you feel about your boobs pre and post baby? I'm not as perky as I used to be. Okay. And I've definitely joked with Bud before, like, when I'm done having kids, you're buying me a boob job. Oh, Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And it's a joke, but that's not a joke. Oh, no. I don't even have kids. And I've already told Eric, I was like, look, after kids are done, these are getting downsized. They're getting lifted. They're going to get put back where they're in a nice spot. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That's yeah, that's, that's happening. 100% a thing. Uh, whether or not we'll be in a place ever that we can financially do that, I don't know. But I mean, are we ever going to be in a place financially we can do most things we want to do? Yeah. Probably not. True. But, you know. Yeah. So I definitely... It's not the worst thing ever. I noticed for sure on my skin I have little ripples, almost kind of like um, not necessarily stretch marks, Mm -hmm. but you can kind of see where the skin tissue has changed a little bit. Um, And I did notice recently I bought a Puma sports bra from sports bra from Costco, and it's one of those ones. Kind of like the Hanes ones where you, it has like the band oh, uh-huh. that goes underneath that's Puma and whatever and it's branded mm-hmm. and then the bra itself was colored. Mm-hmm. And I looked in the mirror and my boobs 100% cover the band underneath. Mm-hmm. Like you know how there's yeah. that. Yeah. So, I mean, they're not up where they used to be. Okay. But I'm also not super pissed about it. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I just, did, did they get a lot bigger than they were before, do you feel like? I don't feel like they got too much bigger. I know definitely in the beginning, being engorged is when your baby hasn't eaten in a while mm-hmm. and you're so full, it almost gets painful. Okay. Um, I noticed that because Callie started sleeping through the night at three and a half weeks, mm-hmm. and bless her soul. Uh and so by the morning, I woke up and I was huge and I was leaking. You're like, please, so girl, I had to drink sleep this. 
Yeah, I had to sleep with the pads on. Oh, gosh. Um, and it's almost hard for them because their mouths are so little. Yeah. So that when she would have her, like, first drink in the morning, it really was helpful to have the haka on the other side. I think it was easier for her to eat on that side because it wasn't quite as full. Yeah. Because I feel like then it just, like, sprays at you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. And, yeah, and the beginning was real rough. I feel like those are all my trauma stories. But that doesn't happen to everybody, thankfully. Good to know. Just a <laughs> Just fun some, select you're, few. You're like the lactation consultant. We're like, this could happen to you. But yeah, it exactly. might not. Don't hey. worry. These are just some of my horror stories, but they might not happen to you. To be fair, this never got gone over. Like, they never said anything yeah. about there being an issue with tissue. <laughs> that was not something that got touched in the coursework that needs to be like the topic conversation anytime you like talk to anyone that's about to have a baby like look there may be an issue with tissue okay (laughs) just want to warn you remember that yeah and i don't want to scare people i remember telling you and kendra i'm like it's not like this for everybody i don't (laughs) want this to deter you it's like i don't want to scare you guys Uh, yeah i mean being in the medical field i know it's like everyone's different yeah stuff there's always like 10,000 possibilities of what could happen and mm-hmm. it just depends on what your body wants to do but I mean I I have to say I was like oh god little teeth when her teeth started coming in like yeah. I was like how and then when I like would feed her the bottles you would give me and she just like I saw how aggressively she rips off of the nipple of the bottles like oh my god your poor mother like we yeah. have to stop doing this yeah I definitely before starting breastfeeding I was like I'm only breastfeeding until you get teeth I remember you telling me that and then she got teeth at six months and I'm like I'm not ready to stop yeah I don't want to stop yet um yeah her top teeth are gonna start coming in though and having both top and bottom (laughs) yeah at least you get the little like gummy bumper on the top Mm -hmm. right now she's bit me a few times not a lot thankfully not a lot um she does do this thing though where something will make a noise and she will turn her head and rip i've off seen it i've seen it in action without terrifying her mouth and it's one of those things where you're just like, <gasps> like can you just open your mouth open your mouth release yeah. release like, i don't like, mind don't. if you want to look just let's detach first yeah <sighs> yeah that's not pleasant but i don't know it's one of those things i definitely feel like the phrase tough as nails mm-hmm. should be tough as tits because I like that better yeah that's that that's I mean, more fitting in yeah. my book I mean it seems seems only logical we should change that mm-hmm. everyone start using that instead tough as tits <laughs> also one of the phrases that I think I used the most in the beginning of breastfeeding was very much directed at bud mm-hmm. and it was you and your useless nipples <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I said that to him. And I know he knows firsthand how much I struggled. Mm -hmm. And he just kind of took it in stride. And he knew that that was just something that I needed to say. Yeah. And it very much made him understand and appreciate. And he would get me water whenever I asked for water. And whenever I was like, can you please put my phone on the charger while I was feeding, which happened a million times (laughs) but I was like you and your useless nipples like don't understand and it just it just it rings true I mean men don't understand you don't understand but they could tell us the fun fact you told me earlier today so I follow or I am a part of a breastfeeding women's group on Facebook Mm -hmm. and somebody just shared an article that was posted by Teen Vogue about a transgender person who was born male mm-hmm. and transitioned to female and was able to breastfeed her kids. Interesting. So, in retrospect, men have all the working parts. They have the nipples. They have the milk ducts. I don't know if it's because of the lack of estrogen that it doesn't happen or what, but the article basically said they have all the working parts. They just need constant stimulation. And what man? Tell them, like, start rubbing. Yeah. Start rubbing the nipples. What man in there, right? <laughs> I need a break. Mama needs is, a break. Is going to sit there <laughs> and let there be constant stimulation in order to produce milk. I mean, there was a very dedicated person who did it, but. I mean, I don't know that they'd want to do it in order to produce milk. I mean, maybe from our, like, 
sexual pleasure they're like ooh, rub my nipples <laughs> but yeah i feel like I if it was more than that you know yeah yeah i don't see men doing it just for the sake of no especially when formula exists oh yeah they'd be like here i'll, I'll make a bottle i'll go make a bottle mm-hmm. no worries i'll go make one yeah even bud has said he's like you know formula is just easier and he knows the health benefits and things mm-hmm. and my real push to be able to breastfeed yeah. and I appreciate his understanding of it. And I think it does frustrate him sometimes because he always assumes that my boobs are magic and they will solve any problem. Mm-hmm. And for a good long while they did. But now he still hasn't grasped the fact that she can problem solve for herself like not everything is because she's hungry anymore. yeah she's old enough now where she has other struggles mm-hmm. um and that just kind of hasn't sunk in yet that mm-hmm. it's not always like well you could just give her the boob she's hungry yeah like i'm not gonna give her the boob because it's a freaking chew toy now no thank you no thank you yeah yeah i'm not just gonna offer it up <laughs> yeah but uh it's been an interesting interesting thing to go through as a couple because imagine. he feels like there's certain things that he can't do and I can. Mm-hmm. And I think it puts him at a, a place where he feels a little helpless. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know what that's like. So I can't. I mean, I think the breastfeeding thing is really the only thing he physically can't do other than, yeah, like everything else. Yeah, he's fully capable But he has to remember, like, there's also people who can't breastfeed. Mm-hmm. Maybe they adopted. Maybe their milk just never came in. Yeah. And so it's like, so those babies are just on formula. So he has to, you know, think, okay, but at least I can make her a bottle, you know? Yeah. So that kind of makes him feel, I know he loves your guys' bottle maker. It's yes. actually pretty cool, but it he gets so excited when he's like, I can make a bottle. <laughs> yeah. Because it takes him all of two seconds. Yeah. Because we quick. literally have the Keurig of bottle makers. It is the baby Brezza. Breza, Breza. Don't know how you pronounce it. <laughs> Baby Breza bottle maker. And the thing is amazing. I recommend it to anybody who is doing formula because it has been a dream. It is really amazing. It's like he says it and as soon as he says it, the bottle's done. Yeah. There's like, no time for preheating. Nothing. It does it to the perfect temperature every time. Mm-hmm. Perfect amount. I think it goes anywhere from two to ten ounces. And it's awesome. Yeah. Everyone go out and get one. Yeah. They're not cheap, but definitely put it on your registry. Ha- okay, this might be a little personal. You don't have to answer it. <laughs> Has Bud tried your breast milk? I've made him try it. Yeah. I'm like, you're not... And I, for a very long time, he's like, this is... I don't... That's weird. I don't want to do it. And uh-huh. then he got sick a few times. And mm-hmm. he's like, well, I mean... It's got, I forget. <laughs> it what helps it has. Callie not get sick. <laughs> well, it helps Callie, but there's also, I think there's like white blood cells in mm-hmm. it and a bunch of different things. And he's like, well, just like put some in my coffee. And I was like, I am not a dairy this is cow. My creamer. Who's going to milk into your coffee? Like, no. Thankfully, like I have storage bags yeah. and things. And I'm like, it's, it's interesting. I think both of us were kind of like, well, what does it taste like? And for a long time, it hurt too bad. I'm like, you don't need to no. know. No. I'm like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is, it's sweet, and it's really watery. Sweet and watery. Yeah. That's good. I like yeah. it. Like juice. Mm-hmm. Sweet and watery. <laughs> Keeps Callie happy. Yeah, it does. That girl, that girl loves her food. That's for she sure. She does. Um, I did try and give her a milk popsicle. Oh, once, okay. Yeah, when she first started teething, and she was into it for the first, like, two seconds, and then I okay it was longer than two seconds I have a video somewhere she was into it for a little bit and then what I can only assume is brain freeze Mm. set in and she screamed bloody murder she's like what have you done to me so I don't know if she was just too little at the time and I was like this is great it's hot outside here have this and she was just like Um, but there's so many things you can do with breast milk I know people that used it when their kids had different like skin things that happened. You I just have put heard breast that. Milk yeah, on it. I have one um, family friend who put it in their eyes. Like they had the kids had an eye infection, and she would actually put her breast milk in their eyes with an eyedropper. It, Obviously did, not. Just, just like, like come over here, let me squirt this on yeah, you. Yeah, no, <laughs> from an eyedropper, and it worked. Um, it it's weird. It's kind of like they literally say it's liquid gold. Oh, I mean, because it helps for everything. I have an entire like jar in our fridge currently of breast milk that just just hangs out 
Yeah, for when for when we need it, you yeah, know. Yeah. No, that's good to have. Yeah, for all the ailments. That's good. Helpful thing. Oh, helps different skin conditions. So um, many, so many different unknowns. And did they tell you any of this in your breastfeeding class? No. All these cool things you can do with no, it. Very little. What did they tell you in your breastfeeding class? Honestly, I don't remember. I remember you guys coming back from it. I remember... It was, like, two hours long. Yeah, we, like, hung out the next day, I think. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, like, Pug being, like, there was just, like, boobs. Like, <laughs> and he's, little boobs everywhere. We were the youngest ones in the class, and he's trying his damnedest to not giggle. Not giggle. Thing. <laughs> he's like, like, oh, my God. This is figurines for... everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely got figurines, <laughs> and they had, like, a little... Uh, plush toy where it showed you where like the mammary glands are and that's so you know where the milk supply and all of that stuff and so it was helpful I know one of the things that I talked about is the positioning because it's not just straight on there's a certain angle at which you have to get your nipple so that it kind of goes to the back of the baby's mouth and they can suck more successfully Mm -hmm. um they showed a couple instructional videos which was good because they feel like otherwise you don't really have any understanding of like why and how it happens Mm -hmm. They have a new thing now where it's called the golden hour. So for the first hour after you deliver, they want you to have skin-to-skin contact, which mm-hmm. they're finding is extremely helpful in, like, getting your milk supply in mm-hmm. because it takes a couple of days. Like, it's yeah. not an instantaneous thing. Um, and they show what colostium looks like, which is the first little bit of breast milk that comes out. It's almost sticky like honey. Mm-hmm. And that's what the baby gets until your mouth fully comes in. Gotcha. Yeah. So many fun facts. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I think my big takeaway from our breastfeeding class was all the other couples there knew the gender of their babies. Mm-hmm. And when it came to our turn, we were like, yeah, we don't know. Was everyone like, how could you not want to know? Well, there was one of the husbands was like, well, I mean, it's just us. You're never going to see us again. Why don't you just tell us? <laughs> You're like, no, we and literally I was like, don't no, know. No, we don't. We don't yeah. know. Not that you don't know. Yeah, I don't we know care. you don't know. I was like, I don't care if you know. Like, <laughs> You're strangers. we don't. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that's, like, not a thing anymore. Yeah. So. Well, I think that was a great idea. You guys left it up to chance and just, you know. It about killed Bud, but. Oh, yeah. I know. Um, okay. Let's talk a little bit about boob hacks. Like, things that are supposed to have worked, like, for boob placement or boob hacks. Yeah. Like, okay. Those little sticky boob bra things that are supposed mm-hmm. to like help push your boobs together and it's so you don't have to wear one and yeah like, i have yet to find one that works even the ones that are like there's like facebook ads yeah that are like oh this will work on every size boob i'm like mm, but really like they don't yeah i've tried some i got a cheapy one mm-hmm. that looks like chicken cutlets yeah yeah, yeah. like it it really looks like chicken cutlets. And then there's, like, a clasp in the middle that attaches. Mm-hmm. I've seen those at, like, Macy's and stuff. Yeah. And unless I'm wearing a top that is structured enough to hold it mm-hmm. in place, it peels off yeah. with body heat. Like, that's not a thing. Um, and then I tried the one with the drawstring thing that's supposed to, like, pull up oh, her cleavage yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. I liked that better. But, again, same thing. Same you needed thing. to wear a bra that's, like, structured enough to hold it in place otherwise it falls off yeah because it's like it'll bring yeah it brings them closer together but they're still not <laughs> where Body they aesthetically should be and sweat and all the things yeah. that make adhesive not Ex- adhesive exactly exactly i do have to say i tried the whole taping technique and it was the only time i have taped my boobs was for your wedding <laughs> the only time but i remember like uh talking to some my friends uh that I went to school with and a couple of them like their boobs are much larger than mine so I was like have you guys ever taped your boobs like why do you do it and they're like no I've always wanted to try I've watched the YouTube videos and so I was like okay I got I got to watch some of these videos like how are people like I've taped other body parts but I've never taped boobs so I'm like it has to be like the same thing right you put two different layers down so (laughs) I had to think this through because in the videos these people are using duct tape yeah and I was like I Sorry, but I, at the end of the night, I don't want to be ripping duct tape off my boob. Pain is beauty. Like, Ugh. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, no, not <laughs> to that level. But only to a certain level. I was like, I'm going to rip skin off. Like, what if I rip skin off my boob? Like, because the skin's thinner there than it is, like, other places sometimes. Yikes. So I was like, okay, duct tape out, gone. 
So I was like, okay, well, I'll use that, like, kinesio tape that everyone uses, all the athletes use on all their injuries. Mm-hmm. I think it's, like, a miracle tape. Um, and so, because I figured I wanted it to look natural and keep it in place, but still look like I didn't have, like, a sports bra on. Because mm-hmm. that dress was kind of like, it was like a low V. Yeah. And it was a halter. So I just remember being in the bathroom while like everyone was getting their hair and makeup done. And I was like, okay, now I, now's my chance. I got to do it. But it was right when the power oh, went yeah. out. And so yeah. it was like hot yeah. AF in the bathroom. And there's like this little tiny window <laughs> that I was trying to open to like stand next to. But people were walking Bye? Yeah, so because- I couldn't be like, "Hey guys, like, don't mind me. Like, just have my boobs out, trying to tape them up." I used an entire roll of like pre-wrap tape and then an entire roll of kinesio tape. I did. I thought I was gonna run out of tape. I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna get these things in. And then when I finally got them in, uh, I was like, I can't sweat now because if I sweat, the tape's just gonna come off and my boobs are just gonna like fall out. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. And then, of course, I couldn't – I don't know. I wasn't smart. I didn't find tape that, like, was skin color or – What color was it? I think it was, like, blue. I don't know. I was, like – The dresses are burgundy. Yeah. I was coming back. I was coming from school. Like, I was just, like, I just got to make sure I have tape. And I just remember telling Eric the whole night, I was, like, if you see tape coming out of my – dress you need to pull it over like or tell me that like you can see the tape coming out so the whole night I'm like staring at my own chest because I'm trying to make sure my boobs didn't come out but then pulling that off was still like a pain in the ass Uh, did you actually pull it off or did you cut it I had to pull it off Uh, because it was like so stuck by that time mm -hmm. like I had on for like hours I don't think it's meant to be on for like that long Uh. but yeah I just remember like telling eric like just rip it off just rip it off just rip it off like just rip it off like a band-aid it was so i don't know how people i've seen people successfully do it and i've seen like celebrities on like like the bachelor or like love island or something like that people who do tape they have to tape their boobs because they're natural they're not fake but they're sitting like in a right place with like very low cut shirts i don't I don't know how they do it. Do they have to tape it or do you think they use nipple pasties? Do you think they're naturally just that perky? I mean, maybe these maybe people most are. Most of the girls are, like, younger than us anyway. So yeah, maybe that's why. But, like, I don't know. Also, I had no idea that you taped your boobs oh, good. for my wedding. I'm glad. Couldn't tell. Glad. Was I a know, little I preoccupied. The, yeah, but all you the, had a lot going on. You know how i am with photos though oh yeah and i couldn't tell that was the biggest concern i was like oh my god this can't show that was why i was like it has to look natural because i was like otherwise it's gonna look weird in the photos in the dress it's just gonna be like flat weird like had no idea good i'm glad so successful pain in the ass but successful (laughs) but uh do you have any other things you think you wanted to touch on um Oh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about that may help other breastfeeding people, uh-huh. lanolin is one of the things that they recommend you use like, kind of like as sheep's wool. It's an ointment that you put on your nipples. I don't, is it sheep's wool? I don't know. That's from Anchorman. Do you remember that? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> no, no, I lanolin like sheep's wool. Um, Maybe it is just an ointment and he doesn't know what it is. I don't know. No, it's probably made from sheep. Does that make sense? I don't know. It's an ointment and it's really thick. Mm -hmm. And I always felt really weird using it because I wanted to time it right for putting it on and then Callie needing to eat again in however long. And I always felt like it was so thick and it just like wasn't my jam. And then I found coconut oil. I forget who had recommended it to me, but it's the best thing. It smells good. It goes on really smooth didn't feel like i was gunking up my nips nice it was it was really good except for the fact that my dog loves coconut (laughs) yeah oh god so he has never licked a nipple oh good good i thought that's where we're going with the story it wasn't where you were going okay but he always like whenever i put it on he'd get all excited and try to lick my hands yeah he's eaten an entire bottle of fractionated coconut oil before lovely surprisingly not pooped like a goose how Mm. i don't know but That's yeah, um, for all the moms out there, coconut oil is a miracle. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Very mm-hmm. nice. I like it. 
Well, we also want to just say that although we complain about our large chests, you know, we are thankful that we have them. Yes. And that they are healthy boobs. And mm-hmm. everyone, check your boobs all the time. Yeah. Feel them out. That's very true. Know. Um, Side note. Yes. I forgot about this. I changed my general practitioner a few mm-hmm. years ago, well before I had Callie. And because it was a new person who hadn't examined me previously, I did get checked. Yeah. Like, she had me go in and get a mammogram. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, and thankfully, not the squishy kind of mammogram. I was allowed to have an ultrasound. Oh, I didn't even know that was an option. Yeah, thankfully. I I have to say, post-breastfeeding, feel way more comfortable about having a You're mammogram like, eventually. do whatever. Squish them up. Yeah. It, I feel like the tissue's probably in a, in a place where that's more <laughs> acceptable. Um, but that is a thing. You can just have lumpier tissue. Mm-hmm. And that's what they've told me. They like yeah. just have thick tissue. Yeah. So I just have lumpy boobs, which is mm, fine. But okay. I definitely, I had a scare at like 25. Mm, um, yes. So whether it's scary or not, get them checked. Yeah, because definitely. the girls are important. They're definitely important. I mean, if you have to get them taken off, that's okay. That's what fake ones, you can put them right back in if you need them. But better your health than yeah, worrying absolutely. what they look like. And I think the best time to check them, I believe, is in the shower. That's what I've heard. So yeah. It's the easiest. You're like there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Arm above the head. Mm-hmm. Feel around. Don't be, don't be worried out. Don't have, be shy. You want to make it fun? You know, have your partner check them out. Be like, do these feel different to you? Do these feel different than the last time you were playing with them? Um, <laughs> try to make it fun for everybody here. It doesn't feel like a job. Um, but no, seriously, guys. Get, get them checked. Um, and then for all of our smaller boo people, we really do... We love you. We envy you. Always. Don't ever feel like you're you know, missing out. Yeah, you're missing you're out. Because you're not. Yeah, really. We just just enjoy what you got. Mm-hmm. Whatever size Everybody's there. beautiful. Exactly. So we do have a new segment, which is what I messed up on at the beginning of this podcast. And we're calling it the what the fuck moment. The weekly what the fuck. Weekly what the fuck. If you want to censor it, it could be our weekly what the fuzz. That's what we say in our house. Yeah. We say what the fuzz. Because we have a tiny human yeah. that will very that soon will eventually know what we're saying. Um, yeah. So our weekly what the fuck is TikTok. <laughs> we we went over this the other day. Some of the girls in my office are are figuring it out because that that's starting to be a very popular thing on social media. And so I kind of poked around, and all I can say is what the fuck. Yeah, I don't, I still don't understand it. Like, we sat there watching, like, multiple videos, and I'm like, maybe it's just this one person making it. No, like, I don't It's interesting to me, because coming from a social media perspective, on Instagram, I do have to say, I get lost in the stories. Oh, totally. Like, I click on a story, and then you just kind of scroll through them. You play through all of them, yeah. Yeah, and I do like that aspect. So looking at it from the outside, I was like, okay, cool. So it's basically just stories all the yeah. time. But they don't go away, and they don't have any freaking meaning behind them. I know. All we watched I'm was, like, so confused. teenagers lip-syncing. Like, that's what we used to do in the bathroom getting ready in the morning and like, you look what? like a damn fool yeah it's like I, I know you're not singing that and yeah. I know you can like act out the lyrics I could act out the lyrics mm-hmm. too but what what is the purpose of me watching this I don't get it and I think the thing that blows my mind looking at it from you know how many people are using it the people that are the most popular on it the people that are the most popular are between 15 and 22 and they've all just moved into a house together called the Hype House. <laughs> Sounds like a fun place. Specifically for the reason to like just create content. And it's all weird shit. It clearly is not marketed to us because they don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand why I'm doing this. I don't understand who's who, how. There was no search. How do I search? I, I mean, I almost Googled uh, today, like, how do you use TikTok? But I was like, no, no, okay? <laughs> I refuse. I'm not <laughs> I'm not getting myself to that level. But, I mean, it's one of those things where I, I feel like, okay, is this... Because I don't know anyone our age that uses TikTok. I mean, I've seen things, like, on BuzzFeed and, like, yeah. news articles where, like, 
physicians have used it or like nurse there's this whole like thing with nurses using it and like the videos not being the best or whatever yeah but um i don't is this just something that like this next generation like this is their thing I don't know. I don't know if it's going to become increasingly more popular. I'm pretty sure the videos can be between 15 and 30 seconds. Okay. And there's a wide variety of people that use them. Like the other day I was scrolling through and it was like The Rock and Terry Crews. And they were just funny little snippets. And that I, I understand. But the people that are gaining the most from it are like fresh out of puberty. And I don't get it. Like the videos are stupid. Stupid. They're putting nothing beneficial out into the world. I am confused. I and it just makes me feel ancient. Like it makes me I feel mean, yeah. so old. The fact that we just don't we don't even get it. Like no. I can't wrap my head around what this TikTok thing. I mean, I do like when I'm scrolling through those like BuzzFeed articles about like dogs and yeah. they're like, Oh, great oh. videos of the week and somehow they're always linked to a TikTok video of a dog and I'm like, Oh yeah, I'll watch that. Mm-hmm. But other but literally all those videos we watched the other day of just teenagers lip syncing to stuff, mm-hmm. I don't I'm going to have to use the Discover feature and yeah, see. Yeah, let me know what you find out. We'll report yeah. back on this. Yeah, but that's my, uh, like, what? Like, what? That's the what the fuck of this week. So if, if anyone listening uses TikTok, please, like, let us know what we're missing out on. Are we missing out on something? What? Yeah, <laughs> it's my mission. I'm going to... It's my goal. I'm going to upload a couple of videos and see how they do and just try and better. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to have any followers, so I don't have any reservations about that but maybe i'll figure out how it functions i'm interested to see what you can do with the videos i don't know how you dub music to them i'm just confused all around but i'm gonna figure it out i'm gonna look into it a let, little bit let me know when you post it I've and i'll watch your tiktok i'll try to the, figure out how to watch it all the people that i've talked to are like oh yeah i just get lost for hours just like watching videos oh, like it's just so mind-numbing i mean i don't know that i want to get lost for hours but i do want to vaguely understand what's happening and keep up with the trends having yeah. a tiny human who's gonna be she'll be like oh mom how do you not know about this tiktok will be dead and gone by the time oh, yeah, it'll be something else a teenager thankfully but but yeah, yeah. so that's our what the fuck weekly <laughs> weekly recap uh but yeah if you guys understand tiktok please let us know and try to explain it to us because we just we're so lost so absolutely lost we're too tired we're already tired i'm already tired of tiktok i have no time for it (laughs) i'm already tired of trying to just think of how potentially we may use it but you know it is what it is thanks for tuning in catch us next time bye thanks for tuning in to another episode of i'm already tired don't forget to take care of yourself mentally physically and emotionally And check back in with us next week on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at I'm Already Tired Podcast and on Twitter at underscore I'm Already Tired.